The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hi, Kevin McCullough. You know, we always talk about how to keep your immune system on the healthy. Uh, it's your most important defense against most of the uh, wellness maladies that are out there right now. And when you talk about the little ingredients that help you the most, vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and some zinc, you can get all of that in one place. An all-natural supply of BC Boost will help your body boost your antioxidants and fight those diseases. Uh, antioxidants like vitamin C, which helps strengthen your body's natural defense mechanisms. Uh, powerful antioxidants help harmful free uh, neutralize harmful free radicals and help fight infections and oxidate stress and support a healthy immune system all the way around. Stay protected by getting your own BC Boost with BC Boost. Go to bcboost.com. That's bcboost.com. bcboost.com. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. 
Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. latest from the war we will also delve into the college campuses that are hosting the pro hamas rallies and why they're even even being allowed to prosper we'll get into all of that on this edition of kevin mccullough radio stay here Syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. One of the stories that uh, became news, as most people were going to bed last night, was that the U.S. Uh, executed some air raids into Syria on supposedly uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard outposts uh, and places where they have been doing training, not for just Syrian fighters, but likely Hamas and others that have recently been able to receive training uh, due in large measure to some of the money we've been sending uh, to the Middle East. Here to discuss is retired Brigadier General John Teichert of the Air Force, who also happens to be running for the U.S. Senate seat from his state of Maryland. General, it's good to see you. Thank you for being with us tonight. Kevin, thanks for having me. Um, so my brother-in-law is um, active duty Navy right now, and I was just with him a week ago in the uh, Lemoore area of California. In fact, I got to sit in the F-18 uh, simulator for about five minutes, which was kind of cool. Um, but last night was a serious mission, and we executed um, an attack inside of Syrian boundaries, and we did it without apology. First of all, do we know anything more about why these targets? And secondly, what is the rationale uh, from the government or from the military as best as you can determine at this hour in terms of does this play into a larger Middle East strategy, specifically the conflict between Israel and Hamas? Kevin, let me start with the idea that it should be no surprise to the American military that Iran is behind all sorts of instability in the Middle East, certainly emanating from Gaza, but also in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, and Yemen. And in my opinion, it is absolutely too late, too weak, and accompanied by a tepid response by the Secretary of Defense in the strikes we undertook last night in Syria. How, what, why are you classifying the Secretary of Defense's response as tepid? I'm just curious from the inside brain of a military man. For the last two weeks, we have been struck 19 different times by groups from the Middle East that are Iranian-aligned. And we decided to respond some two weeks later with a couple of strikes. We don't know a lot of the details about what was struck there in Syria, though no doubt they were areas that were Iranian-aligned groups were either storing weapons or operating out of. The thing that concerns me most is actually the response by the Secretary of Defense that mentioned self-defense three different times in the three-paragraph letter that he sent to the public and made it extremely clear that he was worried about Iranian escalation based on those strikes. And from everything that I've seen after firsthand experience operating in Iraq as the senior defense official in 2020 and 2021, the only thing that provokes Iran is weakness. And the only thing that they respect are capability, strength, will, and resolve. And ultimately, 
the response by the Secretary of Defense that was begging Iran not to escalate was a sign that more likely than not, they will because of our weakness. That is um, that is the consensus of military people that I've spoken to in the last 24 hours. And I want to follow it up with this observation. Uh, the night that we send those fighters in there, and to our knowledge, they were successful with their mission and took out targets that were probably of use. Um, the Iranian foreign minister received a travel visa and was allowed into the United States to the United Nations, where he addressed the body of, you know, the 190 so gathered uh, yesterday, threatening America. Um, I don't know that that was reported widely on our uh, news stations here in the States, but um, certainly made social media. And his language could not have been more definitive. Um, Is it your concern, General, that Iran's already made up its mind in terms of an escalation? Kevin, I don't think they've made up their mind, but what they have made up their mind with is our weakness has been a strength to them for the last two and a half years. I was there during the transition between the Trump administration and the Biden administration there in Baghdad, Iraq. And the environment there amongst the Iranian-aligned groups was that they were salivating at the thought of American weakness. And the idea that for the last two and a half years, we've been begging Iran to return to the nuclear deal. We made that five prisoner for five prisoner plus $6 billion trade a few weeks ago. And now it's taken us this long to respond to 21 Americans who have been injured and one who has died as a result of Iranian attacks. My concern is that the longer we show weakness, the more likely it is we'll continue to see attacks against Americans. Accompanying those um, incidents yesterday, uh, Vladimir Putin made it uh, clear that he is inviting Hamas and Iran to come to Moscow for talks. He's caging it in language that is saying, uh, I want to help, uh, you know, de-escalate the situation. But I don't think there's any person alive that believes that uh, that is the way that discussion is going to go. You have people openly now. I've been saying it on the air for months, but you have people now openly saying that there's an obvious nexus forming between Russia, China, Iran and North Korea. Do you agree with that? And is there a larger game that it, that we need to keep our eye on in terms of these uh, peripheral movements around what is right now restricted to mostly Hamas and Israel? Kevin, I agree with the nexus with respect to their desire to exploit American weakness. All of the regimes that you mentioned, North Korea, Iran, China and Russia, thirst on American weakness in order to, to allow them to achieve their objectives in the world. And I think right now they see American weakness playing out on the world stage and they're working together to take advantage of this limited opportunity in order for them to achieve their malign objectives all across the planet. Um, Last question, and this goes away from that top line story, but uh, I have had a lot of frustration. As I mentioned, I have a forward active duty brother-in-law who is serving and is about to be deployed and will have, uh, you know, a, a number of men under his watch. There's been great dissatisfaction with the new emphasis that has gone on in military training. Uh, Not everyone's open to talking about it, but if you catch them in a candid moment uh, away from a camera, they will tell you candidly, uh, militaries are designed to break things and kill people and, and win wars. And what we have done over the last three years is talk about pronouns, sensitivity and feelings. If you are elected to the U.S. Senate, General Teichert, uh, what is your approach going to be uh, to Congress in terms of how our military conducts itself? 
Kevin, that we need immediately leaders within the U.S. government to reverse our impotence on the on the world stage. And frankly, our um, distraction from the mission has allowed those regimes that we talked about earlier to seize upon our weakness. And my concern is if we don't get back to a unilateral focus on the mission of the United States military, then we won't be able to recruit. We won't be able to retain. We will see the dissatisfaction that you just mentioned. And ultimately, we've got amazing American military men and women all over the globe, and they're just thirsting to serve their country and to focus on the mission. And we see so many problems with recruiting and retention and our ability to achieve the mission anytime we take our eye off the ball. And Congress has a role in snapping back the administration to a focus on the mission and nothing else. If people want to know more about your candidacy, where do they go? And what is your number one issue uh, that you're talking about on the trail these days? Kevin, I appreciate that. Please encourage them to go to TykertForMaryland.com. And I'm focused on the four big issues that I think all Americans care about, the economy, crime or public safety, education and national security. And I believe that as conservatives, if we focus on those big issues, then we can see a conservative movement spark in this nation. I don't think there's any doubt that we are in serious trouble um, on the international stage. And as uh, I have pointed out on my own radio show multiple times, I really do believe that if we had had a stronger hand, and I'm, I don't even mean if uh, President Trump had been retained, if we just had anybody that had shown any amount of strength more than what Joe Biden has, that there probably wouldn't be a war uh, uh, in Ukraine and in uh, Gaza right now. Brigadier General John Tykert, thank you for taking time out of your ready to be with us. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. This is the Duck Commander, Phil Robertson. Get your Bible out. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, they made a movie about my testimony called The Blind. It's in theater starting September the 28th. If you or someone you know thinks they're beyond redemption, go see my story. Get your tickets today at theblindmovie.com. This film is rated PG-13 and may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock, and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried, we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions, and I ran but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten, and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then they raped me. 
My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024, and on July 4th, stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. Thatkevintour.com. Thatkevintour.com. Or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you. Normally, you hear me on the weekends at 9 p.m. with That Kevin Show, where we try to have a little bit of fun. We don't get too crazy, but we've got to have a little bit of laughs on the weekend. Uh, but tonight, we're talking about serious things. In nearly every segment, we're touching on the war and the uh, truly anxiety-ridden uh, present day that we live in in the United States. My next guest uh, says that there are problems to be found related to this on the university campuses across America. You have to be nearly blind or deaf not to know that uh, independently. Ryan Walters is his name. He's uh, Oklahoma State Superintendent, a former teacher, and a former Secretary of Education for the state of Oklahoma. And you have to know, Ryan, me being a Texan, you know, it's it's kind of like Michigan, Ohio State here on the screen tonight. So we're, we have to work that out one way or the other. Welcome aboard. Good to have you. Yep, don't hold that Oklahoma part against me there, Kevin. But, you know, you're exactly right. This issue of what we're seeing in higher ed has really popped lately for most of the public. I mean, we've known that this indoctrination is taking place, but watching college students in the midst of the Hamas attacks on Israel actually coming out and protesting Israel just shows you how much left-wing ideology has taken hold in higher ed. And frankly, it started down in the K-12 institutions as well. 
Well, and people may be listening or watching and saying, I don't know, guys, aren't we aren't we supporting the innocent Palestinians that are involved? And this is this is the large kind of veil that they hide behind, similar to the way Hamas uses uh, Palestinian civilians to hide behind. But what we're talking about, what I've seen in the last uh, two weeks, uh, three weeks, is a direct um, support of groups chanting things like praise for the murders. Uh, what a glorious day against the Zionist movement uh, that we will uh, push them out from the river to the sea. I mean, they're not being very subtle about the things that they're actually declaring. No, and that's where, you know, we here in Oklahoma, we've really pushed back on this. I asked for all of our schools to stop and have a minute of silence, and I even gave out a prayer that we were giving here in the agency for Israel. And to be really specific, that, you know, we stand with Israel against terrorist attacks here on their citizens. Um, they want to exist. That's been their very clear directive. And in higher ed, you've seen that there's there's not really any nuance here. They have openly been supporting a terrorist organization in Hamas. They've been out justifying terrorist activities by Hamas. And what you see is a higher ed institution that has been captured by radical leftists, and we have seen the ability of the left to go in and completely lie to kids about what the history of the of the, the nation of Israel is, what Hamas actually is. And I'm going to tell you, we got to push back on this hard and fast. I think we need to be ending tenure in higher ed. We need to be getting these folks, these professors that are out saying this nonsense need to be fired today. And number two, we have got to start having donors band together and that, that, that fund so many of our higher ed institutions that are traditional conservatives and say, you're not going to get another dollar out of us unless you rid yourselves of this woke ideology being shoved on our students. That This just lies. This isn't history. It's not truth. It's not based in fact. It is lie to support a terrorist organization that is anti-Israeli and anti-Western civilization. I have noticed that um, it, here in New York, where I come from, the um, there have been stories reporting that several large money uh, Ivy League donors have done exactly that. They have said to the institutions that they've been uh, endowing uh, that they are that they are no longer going to support this. And from my friend Megan Kelly, I also heard that you're starting to see law professors at some of these schools who, by the way, have been very frustrated with the pushing of wokeism uh, on their college campuses. A lot of uh, law professors now standing up and saying, um, this is not what we should be. We, we should not be countenancing this in any way on our campus. I see a story this morning of Rashida Tlaib and deep, deep, deep money connections to Hamas. It, it doesn't strike me as all that unrealistic that if you have far left leaning uh, politicians working with far left leaning academics, that you're going to get far left leaning groups of people out in the streets protesting. It's all built on a lie. And that's the problem. That's exactly right. You know, and I wrote an op ed for The Hill on this. And then I immediately got attacked by CARE. Um, here in the state of Oklahoma, so we have the teachers unions, CARE, coming out and attacking me for wanting to have clarity here. We're looking at our curriculum to make sure we don't have any of these texts that we're seeing in higher ed that say, you know, that Israel and Hamas are somehow equals when it comes to the way that they've dealt with each other here. One's a terrorist group. One is a nation state. It's very, very different. One is an ally of America and has acted as such. One is absolutely targeting women and children in the most disgusting attacks we've seen here in, in, in recent history. So we have to provide moral clarity for our young people 
of what does America stand for? What are our ideals? Okay. If we can't sit here and be very clear with them that Israel is an, as a friend to America, what they're asking for is just basic human rights here to have a nation state and terrorism is wrong unequivocally, period, full stop. But we have to push back when higher ed takes taxpayer dollars and decides they're going to undermine one of America's greatest allies in the world today, Israel, and they're going to tell our students anti-Israeli, anti-Semitic, and also anti-American sentiments. We've seen this as you continue to see young people that develop this belief that America is an evil, racist country. It comes from higher ed. They have now gotten into our K-12 institutions. We've found critical race theory. We've seen this nonsense in our K-12 schools. But I'm going to tell you, it really began with higher ed being captured by these tenured leftists that have continued to push it. And I'm thankful to see some donors coming together and also some, you know, just common sense professors going, this isn't what we're about here in higher ed. We should end this immediately. And it is time for some action um, from state governments and from the federal government to say, we're not going to allow this or we're going to cut funding to you guys. It it really stems from a worldview that lacks any type of moral uh rooting in any kind of way. And that's that's the problem with leftism. There isn't there isn't a moral structure to to the way they think. So there is no subjectively good or bad uh in the way they analyze whatever they talk about. So that you can be pro-abortion and kill children, you can be uh pro-Palestinian and kill Jews. You can justify almost anything in the name of whatever the cause is that they are pushing at the time. My problem with all of that, it's, it's that it's distinctively anti-American. It's distinctively against the code of ideas that bound us together. And I'm, I'm sorry, Ryan, I'm getting to the point now where I'm not willing to say that I believe that the freedom of religious practice includes, uh, anything and everything that someone claims is a religion. Um, I, I don't think that our founders, who were Judeo-Christian in their outlook, would countenance um, a, a radical Islamic jihadist saying it's just my practice of religion to kill the infidels. There, there, there has to be an understanding in the public, and there, there has been in the past. When the Ku Klux Klan existed, there, were, there, there was a moral outrage in saying this is wrong for us to do. We're not going to support this group. That same type of intolerance should be being expressed now. Yeah, you know, look, we should be able to speak really clearly on this issue of right now we have a major threat to our country, to the Israelis here. And what you've seen is radical Islamic terrorism that's taking place. And when people express those views, you have to take them seriously. I mean, when people say that they want to kill an entire race of people, that's not something to go, oh, you know, well, they're just saying that and we'll, you know, we'll move off of. No. It has to be taken seriously. These yeah. type of, of conversations lead to the actual behavior and the violence we're seeing today. Ryan Walters, uh, former Oklahoma Secretary of Education, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me. Coming right back. the studio that brought you sound of freedom comes after death what happens after you die a new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts i never felt alive and then dead 
I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on earth. After death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I'm older and I have more energy, just like all the commercials that I see on TV. So it really is a help uh, to my well-being. I'm 80 years old. I clean up after 450 kids in a cafeteria for three hours. And then I clean 300 steps. And then I I vacuum carpets and clean halls in five hours. Because for an 80-year-old, that's a lot to do. And I still have energy after work. I consider it a, a great success. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. For a limited time this summer, get $25 off your first order as a preferred customer, plus a free fruits and veggies travel set with free shipping and our money-back guarantee. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KMC. Are you or a loved one battling cancer? Discover Oasis of Hope, an alternative treatment hospital where faith and medicine combine for effective healing. Listen to this testimonial from Michelle Tucker, a cancer victor. The third time I was diagnosed with breast cancer, it had spread to my pancreas, and my doctor had given me four weeks to live. I went to Oasis of Hope, and six years later, I am alive and well. Michelle's story is replicated hundreds of times over, including in the McCullough household. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I thoroughly endorse the Oasis of Hope, and I think you'll find the help that you're looking for. Call 888-500-4673 for a medical consultation and free magazine. Call 888-500-4673. That's 888-500-4673. Oasis of Hope does not guarantee specific outcomes or results. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest-growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night, and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I want to talk to you about immune systems. You know, that part of you that helps you fight off things like the common cold, which happens to be a coronavirus, COVID-19, RSV, other upper respiratory infections. Plus, maybe you feel, uh, I don't know, worn down or stressed out. Maybe you need help regulating blood pressure or insulin. Did you know that vitamin D3 does all of that? Vitamin D is not really a vitamin. It's a different type of substance. Your body actually helps make it when sunshine is exposed. But it also plays a very big role in your immune system. And if you have autoimmune dysfunction, 
It even helps you in that regard. Get your D3 all you need by taking BC Boost. Dr. Jeanette Nishwat's uh, little creation, BC Boost, it's combination of B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, and a little bit of zinc to help you stay immune positive. That's bcboost.com, bcboost.com. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. On this Monday, like every Monday, we uh, like to try to help you protect what you have earned in your portfolio. We call it Money Monday for a reason. And uh, here to uh, discuss with us some strategies on how to do that is Hillary Kramer. She, of course, is HillaryKramer.com, the millionaire maker you may know her as for ye- from years on TV, but also she's got a great research firm that is always looking for uh, the things that, that you need to know about. And you can't know you can't know about them if you don't go and follow her uh, content over at HillaryKramer.com. One L in Hillary and K for Kramer, HillaryKramer.com. And the place to start, if you don't know anything else about the website, is the trading desk email. That's free. You can register for it right on the front page, and it goes from there. Hillary, we got a lot to get to today. We're going to get into some stocks, stocks that you call social standouts. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. But you said before we went on the air today that I needed to hold your feet to the fire on Disney. Why? <laughs> well, Disney, which I loved at 100 and 95 and 90, as we all know, in 85 and even 80, uh, was hovering below $80 today. And I think finally Disney may start to move and move up back towards 100. So if anyone hasn't jumped in and bought Disney yet, now is the time. And that is because a man named Nelson Peltz, who's an activist investor, has finally, um, uh, he has joined forces with a board member of Disney, whose last name is Perlmutter. And between the two of them, they have enough shares to really exact some change over at Disney. And and, uh, and really do believe that they can shake Disney up and make Disney, uh, force Disney to make the decisions they don't want to make. So I think we're finally at the point, and again, this is going to be from activism, meaning external forces coming in and saying, Disney, these are the changes you have to make. You're going to have to break yourself up. You're going to have to sell um, ESPN, for example, because the whole world has changed there. And uh, I don't want to go off on a big tangent, but something that's very interesting, which we all know, Kevin, and have been very and have grown with, um, and that's the fact that, you know, you don't need Joe Buck anymore, you know, or, or these kind of big name, you know, um, sports commentators to tell you what what you need to know. Now, people who have expertise and interest in particular areas have come to the forefront. Again, I just want to make the point that ESPN, that ESPN ABC is owned by Disney and, uh, and, and the business has changed and the business is over and now the value needs to be unleashed and Disney at a standalone needs to be separated out so that companies with differing valuations can trade and be investments that people want. Also, yeah. you have, you have those that are investing in, uh, in discretionary consumer product companies like a Disney discretionary, but at the same time, they're ending up with some media investments. So, 
you're going to have some some a lot more investors go in there. So that's all I want to say on Disney. And I think Ron DeSantis has bigger fish to fry than going after Disney at this point in time. And we don't see people traveling abroad the coming holiday season. The safest place to be would be in Orlando, you know, not traveling, unfortunately and sadly, to the Holy Land and and places where people um, might – you know, might splinter off and go to. Yeah. So let me just. So let me go to my social standout. I'm giving you. Well, before you do that, Hillary. hold on, yes. hold on, Hillary. You also wanted yes. me to ask you about interest rates when <laughs> when they're between eight and ten percent. There's a certain kind of mindset that you attach to them. In just the last two minutes we have before the break, what's what's the thought there? Let's talk about what people want to know, which is. I was actually interviewed by Bloomberg yesterday, Bloomberg for print, late last night, in fact. And the question was, what is going to happen to the market in general and the consumer now that rates are as high as they are? Right. And my answer was that as much as I underestimated the value of what it means to the market when rates are brought down to 0% when things are bad, I, I, I should not underestimate the impact on the negative side that interest rates at 8 to 10% are going to have on the consumer. And I had a lot of pushback. Uh, this, this Bloomberg um, reporter said, okay, but then how come every restaurant is crowded? How come everywhere I go there are people? How come everyone is buying? And what I had to say is that it hasn't caught up with us yet. And we have a mentality in this country. We're not savers anymore, right? We're not, we're not, we're not trying to make our and create our nest egg. So everyone needs to kind of realize there's a reason why new home sales are up and existing home sales are at incredibly low level, which the real estate people are going to want to blame. Oh, you're going to have some comments on this coming in, Kevin. The real estate brokers want to tell you there's not enough inventory out there. But the truth of the matter is, is that a new development that is produced by a Hovnanian or its whole brothers, they have the ability with relationships with the bank and in general to offer their new home buyers at a much lower rate. It's Money Monday. Here on Kevin McCullough Radio. Don't go away. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the Channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Collette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. 
Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, And she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work, but because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, As she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, She would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, we're back on Money Monday, and uh, Hillary Kramer is back with us. And Hillary, I appreciate uh, that you you help us break down some of what we're seeing in the news because it is very important uh, to understand where the opportunities are. I know that you're a big believer that every every market has its opportunity, and it's a matter of understanding what it is and how it changes as opposed to whether or not there is one. But having said all that, you have a list of what you call social standout stocks today mm-hmm. and uh, explain what you mean. And then let's dig into some, some of them. Okay. Everyone wants to talk today about ESG, environment, social, and governance. Well, just because a company is good for the environment doesn't necessarily mean it's a good value or it's going to make you money. But I do believe that a company that takes care of their employees, pays them well, um, gives them benefits, 
allows them the time off they need when they need it and also gives them the bandwidth to be creative is going to be a company that's going to make you money. And I have proof of that in the companies we're going to do. We're going to start with NVDA, NVIDIA, NVDA. And NVIDIA, we've heard a lot about it, okay? They design video game and AI, artificial intelligence chips, okay? And it's been a hot stock. It's up over 200% in the past year. But there's a lot more room to run there, Kevin. Uh, what I really love is that there's a 33% increase in annual average earnings growth rates, um, and it looks like we're going to be on that same trajectory for the next five years. Now, what do I love about it on a social level? NVIDIA, their turnover is literally under 5%. Okay. That, like, that just doesn't happen. Under 5%, 25% of the people in the semiconductor industry are usually leaving in the course of a year. And also, I love that NVIDIA matches employees' charitable donations. Oh, that's nice. So you make, you make a donation, they will, they will meet it and they don't care what that donation is. And that's a way to say we respect each and every person's opinion in our company. Um, let's move on to Novo Nordisk. N as in Nancy, V as in Victor, O as in Oscar, okay, trading a bit under $200. Novo Nordisk, um, I say buy it, own it. It belongs in everyone's portfolio. It's a Danish company, the largest company in Denmark. Uh, Novo Nordisk is a specialist in diabetes and now diabetes and obesity. Um, and its labor management is considered one of the best places in the entire world to work, wow. literally in the entire world, uh, because of the way that they give to their employees and allow employees to have, um, to have lifestyle outside of work, which is really important because the Nordisk is doing a lot of research and research is very time intensive. And, uh, and so they're very good to their employees. Now, what I love about Novo Nordisk, you heard about Ozempic and Wagovi. Yes. Okay. And those are, those are going to basically double, uh, the revenue growth prospects, double it for Novo Nordisk. Uh, and that's because people are taking Ozempic and Wagovi for weight loss and not just for diabetes. And it does work. These, these, these do work. I mean, you don't know the long-term effects, except that when you go off of these um, medications, you do gain the weight back, but at least you get on them and you lose weight and therefore heart disease improves and one's entire body improves. Your knees even feel better if you have less weight on you. And uh, Novo Nordisk, uh, I won't bore you with some of the statistics on it, but uh, it trades at a pretty cheap price compared to the kind of growth that it has out there. Um, so we have NVIDIA and Novo Nordisk. Now let's turn to CRM, Cat, Romeo, Mary, and the stock is called Salesforce. And it's the largest customer relation management software company in the world. And um, I'll tell you, Salesforce.com for a leader in, in an arena which is so highly competitive, right, which is software for human resources, software um, for everything from um, healthcare to the oil and energy industry. Right. What I love about, about uh, Salesforce, and in some ways, of course, there's a PR angle to it, but uh, Salesforce provides free software to 51,000 schools and nonprofits. Oh, that's nice. Okay, and uh, and for what and look, for whatever reason they're doing it, 
it really helps because the schools don't have that kind of money. So we really love Salesforce and the stock has come down nicely. So there's some opportunity. There's some real nice opportunity that there with Salesforce and the three year return. You know, the stock has, has, has uh, had some hiccups because it's so competitive. Um, let's go on to a company that most of you haven't heard about, which is called Train Technologies. Uh, TT is the ticker symbol. Train, T-R-A-N-E, makes heating, ventilation, and air conditioning equipment. So for those of you who are driving around right now and you're listening to Kevin, many of you are like saying, hey, how can she say something so stupid that I don't know what Train Technologies (laughs) is? Because um, many of you work in that uh, that industry. Um, But uh, the highest safety rating of any company in the entire industry that makes heating, ventilation, equipment, and and even in the bigger, bigger terms. Um, And uh, let's see, 37,000 employees worldwide and uh, their injury rate is less than 20, is 25, like if 25% of the average standard in that industry um, but it's also a company that has been known, Train Technology has been around a long time and been known for quality in terms of their products. So that's very important. And now let me just very quickly do Granger, GWW. So WW Granger, uh, let's see, I have $715. Maybe the price has changed because I didn't, I didn't bring it with no, me. No, it's seven uh, seven fourteen right now as we speak. You know. Okay. Okay, so I'm pretty close to that. Uh, Granger's been around since 1927 and, uh, very, very similar to Train, a distributor of industrial supplies to all sorts of businesses from institutions to businesses, governments. And, uh, their stock is up 30% in the past 12 months. But what we like about Granger so much, um, was that it was rated number one by the Human Rights Campaign and number one by the National Organization on Disability in terms of being an employer. On that note, Hillary, we got to wrap it up, but that's a great list of uh, what you call social standout stocks. And uh, friends, it's real simple. Uh, let me just re- review the list for you real quick. Um, Clorox, CLX, Granger, GWW, Train Technologies, TT, Salesforce, CRM, Novo Nordisk at NVO, and NVIDIA at NVDA. We'll get you all of the ones she mentioned today. Hillary, always appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Oh, love to be here with you, Kevin. See you next week. Absolutely. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and firsthand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. 
My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. The summer of 2024 will mark the 80th anniversary of the liberation of Europe, D-Day. But what happened in the hours leading up to the invasion in London from Churchill and Eisenhower's perspective? How did the troops feel as they crossed the channel from Portsmouth to Normandy? And what was it like liberating the City of Light, Paris? We will retrace these steps in June of 2024 and on July 4th stand in the American Cemetery and honor those who fell. Would you join us? We have only limited seats available. Kevin McCullough asking you to personally come. Colette handles the details like flights, most meals, hotels, and local experiences. Your job is to just have the time of your life. So go to thatkevintour.com and check out the trip for yourself. thatkevintour.com thatkevintour.com or call 1-800-581-8942 or thatkevintour.com From the studio that brought you Sound of Freedom comes After Death. What happens after you die? A new cinematic experience that explores some of life's biggest questions with expert interviews and first-hand accounts. I never felt alive and then dead. I felt alive and then more alive. I heard a voice before I woke up. You still have a purpose on Earth. After Death. In theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward at angel.com slash after death. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Uh, You may know the name Riley Gaines. She's the uh, female swimmer that lost to uh, Liam Thomas, uh, Leah Thomas, uh, in the uh, swimming finals of last year's NC2A season. And then Leah Thomas, who's a biological male, was named female athlete of the year for the NC2A. The NC2A has problems understanding things like basic biology. I get that part. But Riley Gaines has since uh, taken on as many challenges as she can going from college campus to college campus to speak out with one clear message. When women are forced to compete against biological males, uh, women are at a disadvantage. For instance, in the swimming uh, area, Leah Thomas was six foot four with a wingspan of someone who's almost seven foot tall. In other words, had a huge advantage in the water that no other female in the college ranks would come anywhere near doing. That's why he shattered nearly every women's record that he swam for. Now he's declared his desire to go back to swimming as a man. Not that he ever really stopped. So he's done that. But Riley Gaines was scheduled to speak at Harvard University in September. And the university, once they realized what Riley Gaines was speaking about, came up with some sort of excuse after a date had been settled upon to say they had too many pop-up events and they weren't going to be able to reschedule her. So her scheduling team looked for dates in October, and the university came back again and said, no, we're afraid that that's not going to be possible. But then one member of Riley Gaines' team went into the school's calendar and found a date that they could not dispute, and she was forced to be allowed to come. 
Now, the group that organized the Riley Gaines uh, speech didn't even want to be identified publicly. They are so afraid of being known for women that just believe that women should be competing against only women, but they were afraid for their safety, so they declined to speak on the record, outkick.com. It's a website that covers a lot of breaking news, uh, particularly in the uh, college university sphere right now. Now, Riley Gaines um, does a podcast for them, and she said, sure, I'll still come. But on campus, when the reporter for Outkick showed up, he found vile, vehement, angry, uh, obstinate displays of belligerence against Riley Gaines's presentation for just admitting that women are actually women based on their sex. But the reporter did also find that on October 26th, when they arrived, that there were no one, there was no one objecting to the Palestinian, the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas demonstration that was being carried out on the campus that same night. In fact, the pro-Hamas group was asking for money and asking for people to join their organization. Imagine this, on a college campus, uh, a group of people saying, please come and join us as we support terrorists, trying to eliminate an entire race of people just based on their ethnicity and their religion. There wasn't any screams of inappropriateness about that on the campus of Harvard University, but there was a, a decidedly upset approach to letting one woman who had been discriminated against, who had lost a, a competition only by a hair's breadth to someone she should have never had to compete against to begin with, for just saying that women should compete against women. That, in a nutshell, is the problem with the American University campus tonight, friends, and we've got to do something about it. Thanks for joining. Tonight, I'm Kevin McCullough, joining you from New York. I'll see you tomorrow. 